The Depressed Reds, a podcast made by the Depressed United fans for Depressed United fans. Please welcome your host, Ishan Nair. What is going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Depressed Reds podcast. And yeah, we slapped up the title, well, not title contenders, but league leaders, Arsenal. Five, five games unbeaten, we're top of the league. Yeah, all that... Went straight down, straight out the window. Of course, a lot. It was a very in the first thirty minutes. It was very 50-50. Decisions could have gone either way, but a lot, a lot to be happy with from a United point of view. Arsenal, I think they had, they did play well in stages, but I think again, the lack of experience in that team did uh, it was pretty evident when the going got tough. And yeah, the games keep getting more and more hectic. Of course, United have a game against I think Sociedad on Thursday. I think Arsenal also play on Thursday. Yeah, and, yeah against yeah. Zurich away. Yeah. So yeah, and today's guest is none other than Arsenal fan Riddy. What's up, Riddy? I'm all good, bro. Happy to be back. Thoughts on actually? No, I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you for the actual content bit. So yeah, let's get into it. So, first things first, we're going to talk about a rather glorious game at Old Trafford on Sunday. I think it was a very breezy game. People are going to cry about VAR. People are going to cry, oh, United were counter-attacking, which I don't think was the case at all. And you know what? I'm not even going to speak much. I'm going to get Reedy's thoughts on this first. Reedy, what do you think? I think um, from an Austin fan's perspective, I think United at least deserve more credit than what I would have been giving them this whole season. I think from some aspects, United, I feel like you said in the twist, like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 50-50. I think Arsenal did have those moments where we were just way better than you guys, but we lacked that cutting edge. We didn't take our chances. That second goal, Bruno, literally just one pass cut us through. I don't understand this thing where we played such a high line. Deserved the United win, but I'm not entirely very disappointed with Arsenal. I've seen some good points. A bit disappointed, but some positives. I, can say I think as an Arsenal fan, you can't be too mad because I think if you look at where you guys were last season, it's night mm. and day. It's night and day because obviously you guys finished eighth, eighth, and well fifth, which is still an improvement. And the way you guys have been playing this season, I think some people, I, I think, it might be an exaggeration, but it is the closest thing to what City plays. Not not that level, but it's a very it's a more simplified version, as in the off ball movements and all that. And I think. I think as time goes on, either because with Arsenal, it's a very, it's very weird to look at Arsenal from an from a rival fan's perspective, because sometimes they're in a bubble of success. They they look they look like they're on top of the world, and then they just go on the most horrid run of form for like two two months straight. So time time will tell about the way Arsenal go on from here. But from a United point of view, that game in terms of game management. Perfect. We were all over you guys for like the first 15 minutes. You guys could not get out of the half. Agreed. And then, and then that one through ball from uh, from uh, who was it? From Saka to Martinelli. I think that was a wake up call because you guys could barely get out of your half for the first 15 minutes, and then out of nowhere, after uh, after a very dicey fall on Ericsson, which can be said, which which is a whole other debate within itself. From that, from as soon as Martinelli got it in, I didn't really think it was a foul initially when I saw it 
in real time. Yeah, I but I think on camera things do look a lot worse, which I think is very it's a very counterproductive thing because VAR obviously looks at things slower, and I think that needs to be factored in when looking at decisions. But I'm not complaining. At the end of the day. With two hands on, and he did sort of obstruct him with his legs. I do think it was a foul, and that Anthony goal sweeping move, perhaps that was a clear foul on Bruno, but a good advantage from the ref. Easy finish from Anthony, one nil, breezy start, and then from that point on, it was Arsenal pretty much up until they yeah. scored the second half. It was. It was very. They made it look easy because I think Zinchenko moving in from the full fullback position always meant there was someone extra in the midfield, and I think you guys you guys had that advantage throughout. And I think you guys you, you just couldn't have that final sort of cutting edge. We didn't get that cutting edge. That's the yeah. only thing I'd say with Arsenal that game. So you guys you you were so close yet so far for most of the game, and I think in hold I think yeah the game got a bit physical. Some fouls should have been given. Some fouls did, did go fouls unnoticed. Been given on I mean, on McTominay, Varane, Martinez, you can say all that. But if Lissandro Martinez goes down when Jesus kicked him, that's a straight red, not even a yellow. That's a straight red. And if Bruno, if if everyone like really took notice of that Lokonga challenge on Bruno, that could also have been a VAR review. But... I just think because the game was so fast-paced up and up and up until that point, I don't think anyone really wanted to like kill the flow. So I just think they sort of moved on past that. But yeah, I think this whole weekend, in terms of even other match days, sort of highlighted the incompetency of VAR and all that. I think like that you saw that Stamford at the this game at Stamford. This whole week, this whole week, from from one that Liverpool game, Van Dijk. I don't know how they apparently didn't even check it. That challenge he did on Onana, bro. I'm, I'm telling you, if other clubs, if another player from another club does that, that's a straight red. If that is Jacker, he's getting deported. It's not a question. <laughs> so mm. that's one against Chelsea is the worst call I've ever seen from VAR this year. Where else is Bowen supposed to go? And why is Mendy pretending like Mendy didn't even try to catch it? He was just parrying it at that point. That's my point, and I don't understand because you look at the review and you're looking at all of it, and you still think. That that's a foul or anything. I don't want to complain so much about it because I think it's just an unfair advantage for everyone from VAR. Like, cause it's not gonna help anyone. It just depends on how lucky you are because it's so incompetent. The referees here. Referees are incompetent, and I think it's very prone to like outside opinion because I, I was talking to Riddy about this before. There was like a solid six months run when United just kept getting penalties left and right, mm. and out of the out of ten penalties given, maybe six or seven of them were legit penalties. But after that, one certain Liverpool manager started crying like a baby about it, and then United just didn't get any calls for like the next whole season. And I think opinions like that need to be disregarded. Just look at it for what it is. And but you can't really do that if the rules aren't correct, first of all. And again, as I talked about, fouls in slow mo look so much worse for what it is. This is why I said that foul, uh, Odegaard on Eriksen for. No, but the... I think that was so close to the edge because I get that Eriksen switched off, but I think because Odegaard still had both hands on him and he sort of like locked him with his legs. I still think that was a very, it was it was a foul, 
but i wouldn't like if var wasn't a thing i wouldn't be really mad about it not being a foul i would have called it for like maybe 10 seconds and moved on yeah but now, obviously because var is a thing now you get to look at every minute detail mm. which i think it can be argued that it sort of kills the game because i i am not a huge advocate of var first of all i'm not especially with, with the way it has, with the way it has been implemented i think it's been a bit pathetic it's been shambolic there's no con- that's what the key is consistency which is not there at all there's no consistency but for me look i'm for me i'm a fan of var only to the fact that if it's used properly and it's not used to just remove goals then fine i'm all for it that's but- what like if you know the referee is going to if the referee is goes to the monitor you already sort of know what the decision is going to be yeah yeah, there, yeah there's there's no room for thinking anymore cuz Again, the probably the whole issue of it is the way we uh, like not we but as the, the referee's interpretation of the rules. Because like for a call to be overturned, it has to be clear and obvious. And I'm not sure if that was clear and obvious. Thank you. That's my so, that was my point. But yeah, I but if even if even if they did as I mean they did end up giving it a foul, which I don't think you could really argue against. You you can't argue against the foul but you you can argue against the consistency because some other fouls weren't given. Martinez stepping on Jesus. Uh wait, Jesus kicking out Jesus kicking out of Martinez. There's so many. Did you see Okay, I don't know if you've seen Leicester's goal. Uh Patson Daka I think scored it. Against He, Brighton? Yeah, Brighton. Oh. Yeah, yeah. First or second one. Yuri Tielemans does the exact same thing. that what Odegaard did to uh, Eriksen. I think he did even worse. I think he pushed them even more, okay? There was no intention mm. or anything like that. They checked VAR and they didn't see anything wrong. So, I agree with this consistency thing. So, how come that's okay but our one was like you know what I mean? That's mm, the only thing yeah. that just I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense for me. But I'm not going to come and discredit United. I think they deserve a lot more. They deserve a lot more credit from me. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think now if we look at like I mean like the goals for example, I think the first goal was a team goal. Every single member of the United team touched the ball. It was I think it was an 18 pass move, I think. Nice goal. I I'm not going to lie. That was a very that was one of the best team goals you'd see all season. Mm. I think I think that was I think that was emblematic of the way Ten Hag would want to play, quick, concise, one two touch football. Second goal was again. I don't see what really is wrong with counter-attacking football, especially against possession-based teams such as Arsenal. Second goal was definitely counter-attack, but again, I'm not complaining because it was There's still a good goal. Rashford still had a lot to do. That Bruno pass was beautiful, beautiful, magnificent. People, people, people give a. They don't give Bruno a lot of credit because. He it's like the the type of player he is. He's first of all he's no Kevin De Bruyne or anything like that. Mm. De Bruyne is a magician. He's on another level. So Bruno's not on that sort of tier, but I think he he's like below that, just below that. No other midfielder I think does what Bruno does. You look at this his stats also. I I cannot fathom, I cannot understand why United fans hate someone like Bruno, but they tolerated someone who didn't even try like Pogba. Mm. I, I, you know what? I want to ask you, as a rival fan, what was your thought on someone like Paul Pogba? Even though he's not here, I just want to ask because I've not really talked about this to another fan. Yeah. What yeah. was your thought on Paul Pogba? I, to be honest, I love Paul Pogba as a football player, but I understand this point with United where he's not consistent. 
and he doesn't do it week in week out with Bruno Fernandez. I don't understand why fans kind of hate on him so much. There was one period, okay? I think uh, NHS NHS period where NHS COVID was insane. Every week you'd add Bruno, Marcia, Greenwood, Rashford, bro, we were on fire. Those, though, that was insane. Bruno was so good, and for me, I said this before to my other friends. That signing of Bruno in January got you. It was the reason why you came back in second or you came top four that season. Remember? We third. We came third at the end. See, if I don't think if you had before you got him, I don't think you guys were on a good run at home. I remember you guys lost to Burnley at home. Our mid our midfield was Andreas McTominay and Pogba, I think. Like, come on, this is Manchester United. You have those midfield, those players in your Andreas Pereira. No, I know, bro. That was terrorism. <laughs> that was terrorism, bro. Watching us play at, I think it was Burnley at home. Yeah, you lost 1 or 2 0, I remember it. I, I think, I remember the Jay Rodriguez goal. I don't yeah. remember if there was any other goal, but I think that was also one of the low points. I mean, I mean excluding the, the Brentford game, which I think has been the lowest of the low over the past maybe five, six years that I can remember off the top of my head because that game didn't have what a team should have, as in they weren't trying. They they couldn't really care about anything. They weren't fighting for the well. ball. Mistakes. It was simple errors. It wasn't even a tactical masterclass. Brentford pressed as a team should. And to get four in the first 40 minutes is insulting. Yeah. You know? So, obviously, now, now I think we're fifth now. Three points behind league leaders mm. so obviously a quick turnaround but again you, time will only tell time will only tell yeah, yeah. So i think let's let's talk about and so we we ended up with, with a combined 11 last a uh, last last episode so do you want to go over it again and see if there would be any changes just judging off that yeah 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 so let's start goalkeeper i mean dahia didn't concede three he made one or two good saves i gotta say dahia I can't argue much. If we're talking about just based on that game, we can't argue much. I just want to say this. Ramsdale distribution. I know De Gea didn't do anything wrong, but... if you Yeah, Ramsdale distribution is on another level compared to De Gea's. Which, but that's not really a benchmark. Because De Gea's... No, that's my point. De Gea's ball distribution is, I think, statistically one of the worst in the league. Mm. And that's if he did. Not, not league, let alone, let alone Europe. His ball distribution is horrible. It's the same with Mendy. They're just so bad. They can't play the ball off something. Yeah, I think Mendy Mendy is not gonna go through that period, but there's just gonna be such a big agenda on them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I agree. De Gea. Based on that. So De Gea. Yeah, De Gea. De Gea. Uh, and then uh full back. So instead of right back. Dalo one hundred percent. Yeah, he stays. Dalo, I think with the whole his loan to AC Milan, him getting signed by Jose, I, I never really took notice of him because during that NHS period we were talking about our backline didn't change for like a solid 7-8 game straight one Bissaka had made that right back spot his own but I I don't think even you on the, at the top of your head except that Chelsea game where what you do you remember you know the game I'm talking about where Juan Bissaka crossed it to Martial? Yeah, yeah, he did like that some run like Ronaldo chop kind of thing and he crossed it in. Yeah, I, yeah, that's I what. Well, that is the only offensive contribution I can remember Juan Bissaka making off the top of my head. I'm not gonna lie. I when when the United signed Juan Bissaka, I was actually a big fan because I really liked him at first part. Yeah, yeah, he was a good player, but I just think with the demands of a club like United, I think his shortcomings got exposed. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's the case with a lot of United players, like someone like Di Maria, for example. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for him here. And Depay as well, I'd say. Dep- nah, Depay, I think, was a bit young still for anything to work out. But it was, with young players, you have to be in the right conditions and all that. 
But yeah. I think for someone like Neymar, because he was coming off a Galactico Real Madrid team, so unfortunately it didn't work out for him. And then he went to PSG, right, where he's become one of the best players in their history. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just unfortunate, but yeah, some players like that just come and go. So we said Dalo goes right back. Dalo, one hundred percent. Center backs, I think Varane goes there. I I just want to say Varane. Okay, Martinez was. Martinez no, did the think. dirty work. I'm 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 just gonna leave it at that. Da- Martinez did the dirty work. After he. The centers, uh, Varane, I think, was really solid. Like he was really really good. I think we should. I don't think Martinez should be coming in. I think maybe Saliba was okay. Like Gabriel was not that good. To be no, Gabriel was not that good at all. Mm-hmm. I think Ra- Rashford, who's not even a striker, was yeah. not running. He's around, around them. Or even for the but first I'm... goal when he did that tackle, like there's no need for you to do. That. Yeah, yeah, that was very. That was that was thing that seemed very out of place. Attack on Bruno, right? Yeah. Yeah, it seemed very weird, but I'm, I'm not complaining. So fine, Veranda, and then I, I'm not really gonna disagree if you say no Martinez because. It was a bit dicey between him and Jesus. Mm. Martinez, maybe there were one or two yellow card challenges. Jesus straight up kicked out at <laughs> yeah. Martinez. So, I, I think Saliba. I, I think again was okay. He didn't do anything wrong. To be honest, I think. But I think Saliba's positioning, I think, was a bit weird. But he distributed fairly well. Yeah. He had some good pass from centre back. But I, as a United fan, I got to say Martinez. But I wouldn't disagree if you said Saliba. I'll say Saliba just because of the fact Martinez. Saliba. That game. <laughs> okay, okay, fine, fine. For your sake, go yeah. Saliba. Left back, I think Zinchenko tried to impose himself on the game. I just don't think it worked out as much. But I'm I'm not saying Malasia had a good game because he didn't. I was Malassia about didn't. to say that Malasia. Malasia didn't have a good game. But I think because I think everyone was hyping up his aggressiveness, but I think it's he. His inexperience showed in the game because I think at some some moments here and there he was a bit overzealous, and he gave away a few fouls he didn't need to. His he was caught out attacking sometimes. Saka did get the better of him a lot, so I think because I think Zinchenko played a bit more crap in the fullback role, but him in the midfield yeah. was ultimately why you guys managed to impose yourself from the 30th minute all the way to like the 50th or 60th minute. So, um, I think I'd say Zinchenko there. I agree, Zinchenko. Zinchenko? Okay, fine. So, now we go midfield. Now, we had Casemiro and he didn't play. So, how are we... No, 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 no. We forget the bench players for now. Yeah, because no, because our starting team last time, we started Casemiro. Yeah, we, we had Casemiro. So, yeah, he didn't even play. So, in the context of the game, McTominay was imperious. <laughs> no. McTominay... He's passing. See... Because he had someone like Ericsson next to him, he didn't have to really focus on ball progression. Yeah. So he just had to just stop, stop the attacks, which he did. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a bad. He didn't play bad at all. He maybe he was a bit scruffy here and there with a few unwanted fouls, like where he straight up, uh, like suplexed Gabriel Jesus. The thing is, that I'll give, but he was he played well. He played well. He was okay. I think this was one of those games where you had to be rough. It's, I think Arsenal United is one of the biggest games in England. But the only thing why I might agree with you is because I don't think Granit Xhaka is very good. 
Yeah, Jaka, Jaka, I don't, I, I didn't notice him as much. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but I just don't think he imposed himself on the game as much as McTominay did. Because he was, he was a very big presence in the midfield. Mm. If we're talking about, I don't know. I think, I think the two. Because anyway, I think Jaka is again more of a box to box. Yeah. As in, like that's his best position, and so is McTominay's. If he doesn't really have to like focus on the dirty side of things. If we're talking because, uh, based on that game, I think we can put. I think McTominay yeah. based on yeah, yeah. based on the, based on that game, and then now, my man of the match for uh, the center mid has yeah, to be. Yeah, agreed. I think that's the, I think ultimately that's the difference between us that on the in that game we had someone like Eriksson who who's like he a very level-headed midfielder who's got the quality at the same time. Because see, I think a lot of Arsenal fans will say, "Oh no, even the third goal was a counter-attacking goal." It wasn't. You guys pressed high, so Ten Hag decided to counter that instead of long balls, just deep runs from the midfield, and ultimately that's what Eriksson did. That that of course that being his direct goal contribution, but even in like the passages of play, he was so slick. His movement was class. His long pa- his long passes were also top top level. I don't think he could really be faulted. For yesterday's performance, so I gotta say Ericsson. I completely agree. Man of the match for a reason. Yeah, oh, Ericsson was class as hell. So good. And then center attacking mid. Uh, look, I don't think Odegaard played bad at all, but you have to give it to Bruno just because of that pass. I guess right. That that pass with the outside of the foot, bro. That was so so good. I didn't really expect him to pull it off. Because normally when he tries stuff like that, bro, I'm not even kidding. That goes into like the top of the Stratford end. He, he didn't you know against Liverpool, so it was so similar. No, that's what. No, but what I'm saying is, after what we saw last season, I I just wasn't used to quality passing because, bro, I'm telling you, if you watch United a lot last season, we weren't even doing the basics right, and we were trying to do like Rabona's rainbow flicks here and there. I is I, I was it was very weird to watch us last season, and yeah, this season it's it's been a very good season for Bruno. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just let's see in the last few games. So yeah, I think Bruno. I don't think again. I don't think Odegaard was really that bad. I think he he was okay. He wasn't bad at all. Mm-hmm. So, but I just think because Bruno managed to impose himself that much on the game, I agree. Because he got one assist and one pre-assist. Mm-hmm. I think he was the one who passed. He got the through ball through to Eriksson for the third goal. I think. I completely agree. Nothing to do with Odegaard. It's just Bruno. Yeah, I just I think just think Bruno was that, that yeah. much better because of the game today, and then in. Uh, let's, let's go right wing. Uh, okay. Martinelli and Anthony. In I'm not gonna lie. I think Martinelli had the better game. Of yeah. course, Anthony had the goal, mm-hmm. but I think outside that Completely there was a lot agree. of fake jo- Joga Bonito. He just kept well, doing like stepovers step for no stepovers for no reason, and then he'd go back. But there was one moment where he he got he ran into a bad position, got pressed by two Arsenal defenders. And he back-heeled it. And then he somehow got the back heel through yeah, Dallow, yeah. which had which had me, bro. I was so I got so hyped when the, when he did that. But I, I I think outside those like one or two moments, he didn't really yeah. do much. But I think for a debut, for being thrown right into a game as big as I don't think he did too bad. Of course, Martinelli did get the ball at the back of the net, controversial. But I don't want to really go into that. Yeah, not again. But and then he he did have that header also, the close range header. Martinelli, that 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 the battle between Martinelli and Dallo is really entertaining to watch. Yes, Dallo sometimes was sometimes was caught caught on the attack here and there, and Martinelli is electrifying to watch. So, 
I, I I wouldn't really argue with you if you said Martinelli. Look, I agree that Anthony he scored that goal and he had some moments, but I think if you think overall, I know main point. Is yeah, yeah, Martinelli was so much. I think Martinelli did so much more. He was so much more of a threat. I'd say Martinelli, but if you do say Anthony, I'm not gonna disagree. He got the goal. And I, can't be saying I just think because he he left because sometimes see the issue with these players is spam skill moves. Sometimes they kill the transition and all that. I don't think he really did. He didn't really do a lot wrong. Of course, no, he got no. the goal. Yeah. But I just think I liked watching Martinelli a lot more during that game because he just looks so much more explosive. He's got that flair. He's so much more level-headed than what I'm used to seeing him. Mm-hmm. And I think just because he's he's stepped up that much more this season, he deserves it to get him out. That's why I I, I got to give Martinelli. Yeah, agree. And striker. Rashford got two, Jesus got zero. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Uh, overall game, I don't think you can disagree with me saying Gabriel Jesus was the better player. He did so much. Rashford got two. No, no, no. You didn't let me finish. Gabriel Jesus, I think. Okay, excluding the goals, he did so much for the team. The way he drive. Holds the ball. I think he did in the first minute, like that thing where he already bodied Martinez and he had, he had to take him out. Remember that? But how can mm-hmm. you disagree? Rashford got two goals. I can't. Two goals. He literally one. And I, Rashford wasn't really bad, of course, because it's not. This is not even his natural position. Yeah, yeah. The guy's a left winger, and he is sort of coming to his own in the striker position, which I don't think is going to be really permanent. Once mm. ice cold Tony comes back, yeah, yeah. so. I just based on the two goals and how nice it was to see him playing well after the torrid season he had last year. I gotta give Rashford. I want such a feel good story. I won't disagree, but Gabriel Jesus played so good. I'm not gonna take that also away from. Him. But okay, yeah. And then left wing. Who was your left wing? Saka and Sancho. Saka. Not Sancho didn't do anything I wrong. I th- Saka. Saka. Of course, he scored the goal. He he, he was he was bodying Malaysia here and there, yeah. so and Santo really didn't do much wrong. He created when he could. He didn't do it, that. I, I just I, I just didn't think he got the ball a lot because I think the ball was on the other side a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it wasn't a bad performance from him, Sancho at all. Don't get me wrong, but I just think of course Saka got the goal, and when of course Arsenal did have the ball a lot more, so. Yeah, that that then you just have more to judge. So I I'm not really gonna disagree if you say Saka. I'm not even gonna say Sancho. I'd say Saka. I say Saka also. Yeah, agreed. So overall, we said uh, Rashford up front, uh, Martinelli, Martinelli, uh, and then who was on the left? Wait, Sancho. Yeah, Saka. So not Sancho. Saka. 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 Saka and then we had uh, Bruno. Basically, Eric. Yeah, Eriksen, Bruno, McTominay, our midfield was Peng. Uh, Zinchenko was left back. Dalo was right back. Saliba and uh, Varan. And De Gea at go. So, yeah, quite a lot of changes for. From the That's last based episode. on the game. They play way better in the game. We can't deny it. Yeah, I, th- I think even tactically. I think Arteta got a bit caught out as soon as. Because I don't think we were really. Exp- I, I, I personally wasn't really expecting that second goal. Yeah, against we were... Runa play. That's what I was saying. That's what disappointed. That's what. But then, I just I thought our I thought Arteta and Arsenal would sort of you know I thought because normally what happens at Old Trafford and games with United in such circumstances is as soon as we get that sort of we get the goal that gives us the lead, it's heart attack football, bro. 
Like we are just camping in the box usually and they just keep spamming crosses. That's literally been what Old Trafford football has yeah. been. <laughs> so not, not, you know, being, because of course we still, we were still playing well even after we scored the second goal. So it's fairly deserved. I was fairly surprised by that. I was fairly surprised. I, I really thought Ar- Arsenal would really put us under a lot more pressure. But of course, I think he, there was probably some element of trying to maintain Odegaard's fitness and all that by bringing Vieira on. And I think Vieira actually played. He played pretty he well for how much time he was on. I remember because we haven't seen. By the way, and he he had that one long shot which I honestly thought was going to hit the back of the net. With Fabio Vieira, because we haven't seen, he hasn't played. By the way, he hasn't come off the bench once. So I only watched. This him. was his, this was this was his debut, this no? Was his debut. He played for the under 23s, but that doesn't count. I watched him play for the under 23s, and he looked good then. And he played his debut. I think he did okay. He was a bit sloppy at sometimes. I remember. But how am I going to get to Fulton? 15 minutes, he come on. He's not going to be expecting to do so much. I think it was a good positive signs. Yeah, Smith Rowe. I'm not gonna lie. He came on. I'm disappointed. But, and Ketia, I think he tried, but. I think Maguire took him out one time, but I'm not going to be talking about that again. But, yeah, to be honest, overall, I think United deserved it, to be honest. I'm not going to deny anything away from them. Mm, so, I think for once, my optimism did pay off in this Ten Hag. Yeah, Ayan, Ayan, you have to be more optimistic this next time. Mm, yeah. So, what else do you have to talk about? Yeah, so now we talk about the general running of games for both yeah. teams. So, United... Uh, United play. Yeah, we have Sociedad this Thursday. Palace, uh, Sociedad at home, I think. Okay. Yeah, Sociedad at home, Palace away. One more Europa League against that some team called Sheriff. Maybe it's Madrid. Bro, I... Oh, that's them. <laughs> oh, they beat them at the Bernabeu, no? Yeah. Oh, that's them. Oh, okay, fine. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Yes, no, no, yes, just that's easy not... team, but not bad. That's not that's not too disheartening then. And then we've got Leeds at home, which should be fairly good. And then City after that. So in the league, Palace, Leeds, and City. Bro, Palace so, away is not easy. I'm just telling you. Palace away is not. You guys won that the first. We did, first but game, that's no? not the exam. Just saying, it's just I don't. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I've been I've been Arsenal Palace. Okay, like I went to the away game. I said it's hard. Three uh, mm-hmm. two. Arsenal. Uh, Alexis Sanchez last two goals before he snaked us. I went to you guys. But anyways. Uh, Bro, their fans are up for it. It's so small. Everyone's together. Yeah, even on the TV, you can just sort of hear the atmosphere there. It's a very cagey atmosphere there. And with sort of physical and, and Zaha's physical, organized play, way they play. Yeah, that's what Zaha is such a live wire. Uh, imagine they had Gallagher still. Yeah, yeah. I, I, wished, I, I wished they tried to get Gallagher. Wrote, now, two. That's what. Yeah, they're still losing 1 0 as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy stuff, bro. I, I wish Ga- Gallagher at Palace would have been so much fun to watch. I had so much fun watching him last season at Palace. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a so, tough game, so, yeah. but United, with the form they're on now, you could see yeah, the you know. Yeah, I, I think the good run, good run of games. We've sort of got our mojo back, so yeah, we're going into these games with some sort of steam. Hopefully, we get the points we need. You guys have a Fairly interesting game yeah. against PSV. So, Brentford away and, t- and then Tottenham so, at home. Yeah, for us, uh, Everton at home. Look, they haven't won a game yet. Oh, Everton also. Everton but also. Everton yeah, sorry, I understand. Everton. Everton. We have uh, Zurich. Everton. Oh, Zurich. 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 Oh my god, I skipped so many. Yeah, yeah, Zurich. But in terms of Premier Zurich away. Yeah. yeah, in terms of Premier League, Everton at home. Everton, Everton, Brentford away. 
and then Tottenham. Yeah, so Everton at home. And then Liverpool. Yeah, see, Everton at home, they haven't won a game, but they got a good point against Liverpool and they could have won that. But this is the game. Was that their first point this whole year? They haven't won a game yet, the whole season so far. Oh. Oh, yeah, they've lost one and drawn four. Yeah, so I think Arsenal needs to come back. And this is the type of games you have to win. Brentford away, um, it's a tough game. You who can say, I know what, he lost 4 0 to them, but it's a tough oh, game. But that's, that's the post. Again, these are the these are the games that you need to win. And I think those two we should win. Especially as so called table toppers, Arsenal. Yeah. Gotta get, get, get the title charge going. Yeah, oh <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, after that, Tottenham are home. North London derby, it's always massive. But if you look at the history and the stats... I, I'm going to be honest, the only reason I watch the North London derby is for that expressions. That, I that know Tottenham. expressions, I know, my name. What a guy. Did you see the video about him talking about the United Arsenal? Bro, game? no way. I just get too angry. About <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't watch it on Arsenal. I, I, I saw it on the bus and I was, I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was about to start crying in laughter. That was so funny. So... These two games, Ricky Martin, Ali Blad. These these two games, Everton and Brentford. I think we have to win. There's no excuses. Tottenham, it's a tough game, but North London derby and we're at home. We always have, we have a crazy, amazing record at home against. Tottenham just beat Fulham, no? Two one, yeah. Five, three wins and two draws. Cool. Yeah, but they have City next away. Our home. I don't want to. They play City next in the league. <laughs> City is relegation for for Tottenham. Bro, I don't they even always care. If, if if Tottenham were in a relegation battle, they'd still beat City. Always, bro. always they beat City. So they played City at the beginning of last season. Like, they season played City at home at the beginning of last. Yeah. One's good. I, I remember that game. Yeah, I remember that game. And then that last there was the. Yeah, yeah, Harry Kane, correct, correct. The, way the commentator had like the biggest voice crack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a big game, and then after that, what do we have? We said Leeds. No, then then we have Liverpool at home. So it doesn't get easy. Liverpool. So, yeah. First two, Everton and uh, Brentford, non-negotiable. No, but with the way you guys are playing and the way Liverpool were playing, you guys should walk in the park. I know, but they always, always turn it up against stuff. Every time, every time. Look at Jota. His favorite team is probably Arsenal. Who scores against them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I remember. I, I think did he scored one or two at the Emirates last he year. He scored in the Carabao Cup against us, and he scored. Uh, no, he scored two in the Carabao Cup, and he scored one in the league. Huh. I think. I, I think I remember watching the Carabao Cup. Yeah. He scored like a chip against uh, Ramsdale on the second. Ramsdale. Yeah. It's a tough game. Yeah, we have so- tough fixtures coming up next, but. Look at the way we're playing. It's, it's going to be very hectic, also, of course, because of the World Cup in Qatar yeah, in November, end of November. The well, Thursday, yeah. So, hopefully, it should be a good, interesting couple of months for both teams. Mm-hmm. And of course, United. I mean, I, I, it goes without saying, what a game it was. <laughs> I think even as a, even as a neutral, yeah, you yeah. would have thought, damn, this is a really good game because. It was. It, it wasn't even really end to end. It was just both teams were just playing good football. I think United defended fairly well, and then as soon as we got that second goal, we were just on top again. My friends who uh, support Chelsea were telling me, as a neutral, Hashim. Uh, no, Solim, Solim. Uh-huh. He told me as a neutral, beautiful game to watch. So nice to watch. So, I think it just shows what kind of teams both of us are. Both teams are. And I think it's even 
it's even harder to believe the way we played because just nine or ten days back, we got absolutely violated by Brentford. Yeah, yeah. So, it's night and day. It's so, football. Yeah, from there. I know. We went from title contenders in January of 2021 to relegation contenders, relegation contenders in August of 2022. And now we're back title challenging. We'll see. We'll see if it's United. That's, that's United. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely breezy game for United. Arsenal in the mud. No, I'm joking. They played well. But no, not in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, they'll be disappointed, but... Still a good game, great game as a neutral to watch, and yeah, we, we looked ahead at the few the running of the game both teams have, and Arsenal's got the North London derby and then Liverpool right after that. We've got Palace, Leeds, and then City, I think. So tough run of games, but at least well, Arsenal are already in the mojo. It's five out of six games they've won. Mm-hmm. United out, I think four out of six right now. United, they're on their way as well. Yeah, so what? So. We've obviously got Casemiro still hasn't started yet, and not gonna lie, it was he was a bit mid against Arsenal for the bits he did play, and hopefully he gets integrated into the squad because that guy's a he's a he will win a match for you if you need him to. So it's gonna be very interesting to see how both teams progress from here on out. But yeah, thank you, Rudy, for coming on, bro. Good to have time, bro. Pleasure. fan perspective. Yeah, so thank you, Rudy, for coming on. Thank you, you all, for listening for. Thank you for listening for this episode of the Depressed Reds podcast. Uh, See you for the next one. Peace.